We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to the Uncontested Podcast, talking Oklahoma City Thunder basketball and the wider NBA. Sam Presti said, lower the hatch, load up the cannon, and get the tank out rolling. Catch new episodes after each Thunder game and every Sunday night. This is a house of learning doctors. Follow the Uncontested on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube to catch new content as it drops. I mean, a cat and a dog connected together? This is Lou Dork. You're listening to the Uncontested. What is up? Welcome to the Uncontested podcast. The season is over. The tank is spoiled. It flipped upside down in the trench. The Thunder beat the tanking Los Angeles Clippers. To end the season, I don't even have the score up in front of me. I'm so upset right now. <laughs> one seventeen to one twelve. The you thunder, mother tanker! I swear to God, you're a mother tanker. The Thunder lose. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. We are live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. If you are joining us live, hop in the chat. We know you guys have got uh got some hot takes to fire off. So let us hear them. We uh. We definitely have some as well. I'm your host for the evening, Jacob Niffin. I am joined by almost the full squad. We got Kamiya yeah. Marabian along for the ride. I just want you guys to know that Poku went 29-8-2 and two and was on 10-19 and 19 shooting. The guy is basically turned into a god from what we saw at the beginning of the season. If we, if we had to... Oh, God. If we had to... <laughs> If we had to compare in Dragon Ball Z form where he started, like at Yajirobe, to where he would be and what character, what he would be right now, who would he be right now if he started at Yajirobe? Uh, oh. He is he is preteen Gohan training. With I, that's exactly what I was going to say. Mm, exactly. I'm a fan of that. I like that. I don't like Yajirobe. <laughs> We've Goku got Justin. Shefsky. 
We've got yeah, Justin Goku on the podcast. Justin. Hello, everybody. Ugh. <laughs> and we've what? got Taylor along for the ride. I mean, I'm just mad at SBP, at Poku, at Joshua Hall, you guys Moses freaking Brown. Mad. It'll I'm be just okay. mad at the Clippers personally. <laughs> So, as we mentioned, a lot to talk about here as the NBA season is officially complete. The Thunder end the year uh, at 22 and 50. They are going to be tied for the fourth best lottery odds with the Cleveland Cavaliers. That gives the Thunder a 45.2% chance at landing a top four pick and an 11.5% chance at the number one overall pick. They lost out on about seven percentage points at a top four pick tonight as they beat the Los Angeles Clippers. Before we dive into all of this, though, got a few uh, housekeeping things we want to clean up for you guys. We have been, for the past, what, six months now, We're gonna doing clean their houses. If somebody wants to come clean my house, you're welcome. <laughs> we have been doing, for about the past six months, our weekly Sunday night live stream, and then after every Thunder game, we've been dropping a podcast for you guys, a quick 20 to 30-minute hitter for our post-game pods. Well, there are no more post-games left. The season oh, thank God. Thank God. <laughs> so, yes, uh, I feel that. I feel that in my soul. So we are changing up our schedule a little bit. We want to let you guys know this Sunday night live stream, 9 p.m. Central Time, still on. Every Sunday night, come join us on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube, Hop in the chat, engage with us. We will be here every Sunday night. That is not changing. Besides that, we are doing three locker room shows a week: Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. The Monday and Wednesday locker rooms, or sorry, the Monday and Friday locker room shows are going to just be hangouts. I, I sometimes we'll post those as podcasts, but most of the time it's just going to be a place for people to come, chat hoops, ask questions, talk about the lottery. Um, bitch about the Clippers, et cetera, et cetera. The Wednesday night locker room show, though, that one will be a longer podcast version of a show. We will rip that audio and drop it in the pod feed. Um, we have tons of plans over the offseason. I think this coming Wednesday, we're going to start a little mini series on player grades, uh, and we're going to continue that until we get to the lottery, which will shift over to draft prospect scouting. Uh, we have tons of stuff coming your guys' way. <laughs> So make sure to join us on the Locker Room app Monday, Wednesday, and Friday evenings, and then as normal here on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook on Sunday night. With all of that being said, guys, worst <laughs> one of the season? It was fun. I don't know. I can't say worst win of the season. I, I mean, think Celtics game still wins that one. The Celtics then, like, we game. Lose this one, we don't care quite as much. The Lou Dort game winner. There's just there's some other words. See, I enjoyed that. For though. That. I at least got enjoyable. The twenty point comeback one. against Chicago in overtime. Right. Yeah, good times. We had a we had a. It was a good run, fellas. But I don't want to repeat this next year. Like yeah, like maybe exactly. maybe scatter your wins. Why. Scatter your wins throughout the season so it doesn't yes. seem as bad. Yes, and maybe tank, but don't tank by losing each game by thirty. Yeah, don't win so much early on that you have to <laughs> put in lineups that lose by thirty. I'm just for telling the last you, man. Thirty games of the season. Having that Scott Van Pelt pissy on his uh yeah yeah SVP well, after dark yeah, he, whatever he only I think he that was just talking about tanking in general but like really accentuating how bad OKC has been because like they won too many games at the front of the year and then of course they traded everybody sat everybody and Shea mm -hmm. has his injury and yada yada so I mean 
I mean, I don't know. I, I, I really don't care. It's a compliment. If but, uh, your goal is to tank, it was a historically good tank the second half of the season for Oklahoma City. Like, Sam Presti out-tanked many other tankers in the history of tanking. And, and he, didn't, it, he didn't get fined once, which I thought was and weird. And he didn't get fined. That would be the victory that, of the tank right there. Yeah, exactly. Weird, and that is why it was getting brought up by national media. Because you have the team. Well, first of all, there's just the whole OKC thing about them, you know, quote unquote, stealing the team from Seattle. Then they draft three MVPs back to back to back. They have great success early on. Then KD leaves and everybody's like, ho, ho, the Thunder are finally having what's, you know, they're finally going to get what's coming to them. And then, you know, Russ goes on his MVP season. Then we, dra- you know, trade for PG, yada, 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 whatever. So, that, oh, and then the, then the whole returns for the PG trade and the rust trade and so i think there's a lot of people who like almost want to see the thunder fail because of all those reasons um and they're just kind of like keeping their fingers crossed on lottery night that the thunder will drop out of the top five did svp really say shay quit on the team i didn't hear that uh, i didn't hear that but basically that the thunder are like that maybe he's not he he, he didn't mention the injury and yeah. essentially said that the thunder are sitting shay on purpose is kind of what they were getting at, or what I he mean, like, at. I mean, which isn't sure. wrong. Who cares? <laughs> okay. Here's the thing: don't don't hate, don't hate the the teams, hate the system that sets right. up this where Bingo. small market teams right. feel the need to tank in order to be competitive. And True. to SVP SVP's point, he replied to me. He replied to Stephen Dolan. He replied to a couple others um, throughout the weekend after his rant on, I guess, it was Friday night. Um, and, and he did acknowledge where we were coming from and understood it. He just didn't agree with it. So that's fair. And he was civil about it and he was able to have conversations. So well, I didn't I mean to take us down that tangent, but that's good. I just don't buy that there's like a purer way oh, to build a team. Like why why is it why does it have to why is there some perceived notion that one way to build a team is better than other just because you don't like it? Like the Lakers pissed down their leg for mm-hmm. a half decade and then fell backwards into LeBron James and Anthony Davis, but like that's supposed to be the right way to do things. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what, why is this way wrong? Where Sam right. Presti is using uh, every tool in his toolbox, um, working within the rules, uh, but doing everything he can to an extreme in order to try to like, this might be just coming from the Homer side of me. Right. But to me, it seems like the, the thunder have a more adept front office to, navigate the rules and build a roster versus Los Angeles, which like you said, Justin, you screw up everything. You suck. You're awful. And then LeBron James just says, I want to live in LA. And then mm. you, you strike gold, right? Uh, kind of the same thing for the Clippers, right? Kind of the same thing for, for uh, really all these. Yeah. You know, it's, you are at an inherent disadvantage with with a small market, and the Thunder have such a good front office at being able to navigate those rules. Um, just so much more of a, dare I say, like an intelligent front office to Which build a team. Is why a lot of the fan bases, like the Detroit Pistons and the Cleveland Cavaliers, and I mean the New York Knicks before this season why so many of those franchises were upset because they were like frustrated with their front offices for basically not doing this. Um, and, and they think you should just, you know, have to suffer for however many years before you finally land your Devin Booker or your, um, 
shoot, I can't even say De'Aaron Fox at this point, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like you should have to suffer that long before you can get that pick rather than what Sam's doing and trying to accelerate that and uh, maximize the talent he already has on the roster. I think a lot of teams see that and it just like, or a lot of fans see that and it just kind of frustrates them <laughs> because their front office isn't doing that. And like I said, the Thunder took a team from quote unquote, took a team from Seattle. You know, they drafted three straight MVPs. They shouldn't keep being able to do all this. And it's, not coincidental anymore as much as it is Sam Presti to your point, Jacob. Agreed. Well, guys, let's not do, I mean, we could go for hours, I think on the, the strategy (laughs) and morality of tanking, but let's do something a little more fun, which, uh, in all caps in my outline says pissed off dads because pre pod, (laughs) we were having a hell of a discussion that we are bringing over here now about angry dads and thunder basketball um, Kamiar, I'm just giving you the floor. No more context. You just have the floor. No context on my father whatsoever. Oh, uh, you can give context on your father. If okay. You like. The context me, makes it better. Me and my father vehemently disagree on how sports work, especially pro sports, because for the longest time he told me Russell Westbrook was going to leave OKC and go to the Lakers. And I was like, dad is under contract for four more years. Like he can't do that next year. He's like, no. He's gonna leave, and go to late. So this <laughs> Your is dad might have been onto something. This is what my dad's. <laughs> this is what my dad's uh, whole brain thinks about the NBA. And so he was like, "Oh, the Thunder! You're gonna tell your grandchildren in 40 years that I wish I could see them in the finals." And like he just had a really big argument about OKC and what tanking was and what OKC has to do to be good. And I was like, "Dad." They're horrible and they're losing on purpose so they can get a better draft selection. And he was like, well, that's bad front front office management. That's bad management skills. And I was like, dad, you don't understand. You don't understand. That's really good because they're going to get a lot of picks. They already have a ton of picks the next 20 years. He's like, well, you saw what happened with James Harden. You saw what happened with Kevin Durant. You saw what happened. I'm like, what do you, what, what they traded, they traded one and the other guy left. And like, he basically was just does not understand that I had to explain to him like the NFL and how the Dallas Cowboys yeah, tell him your Cowboys fan. That was good. And I was like, Dad, like CD Lamb's a really good player for Dallas last year, right? Despite the fact that their quarterback was awful because Dak Prescott got hurt. He was like, Yeah, CD's been like probably our best receiver. I was like, Oh, do you know why? Because like your team was god awful the year before, and so you got the draft CD Lamb, Daddy. See how this works? And he's like, "But OKC's front office on drafting isn't good." And I was like, "What are you talking about? The last th- times you were in the top five, you drafted three superstars ever to impact the game. Their faces are going to go in the Hall of Fame, all MVPs." And like, what do you want from the guy? To, and he's like, "Well, w- what has he done in the last ten years?" And I'm like, "When you're drafting in the late." after the lottery into the late twenties, in some cases, you don't get those opportunities to draft James Harden dad. And he's like, well, they're still wrong. And then, so this, this stood over for a while. And then he was like, wait a minute, the Thunder's supposed to lose games. Right. And I was like, yeah, dad, that's how this works. And he's like, well, then why are they winning? And I wanted to scream. I wanted to throw my phone through the freaking TV. I wanted to punch this man or smother him. I was like, "Ah, oh, what are you doing? Why aren't they I winning? Hate. That's why we're having I'm this like conversation." So angry. So, does your dad have a burner account? 
because I'm pretty yes. sure I've interacted no, with him. No, I've on tried Twitter to get him. I've, I've tried to get him on Twitter. I tried to. Like, I should start tweeting out random things he says. I still do yes. it sometimes. Yes. Just sort of shit. My dad says <sighs> shit. My dad says. Yes. We can all share the account because my dad's got some good ones too. <laughs> yeah, Marcus says all the dads that are 50 and over in Oklahoma really have really bad sports opinions, and it's the fault of Al Ashback and Jim Traver. No, that's, that's very so fair. True. Yeah, geez. so true. Fact. <sighs> Uh. <laughs> Taylor, uh, your dad was upsetty spaghetti tonight as well. But he actually understands it. He understood it from the very beginning. God. And so the, the best what a subtle diss to Kamiar's dad. <laughs> Jesus. I hope they Taylor's, both listen to this. Sorry, Mr. Moravian. My dad live on the podcast. My dad's okay. smarter than dad's your going dad. to come for my throat. It's okay. My my dad probably knows more than soccer about your dad, so that's yeah, pretty, right. Yeah, a pretty fair so. comparison. You know, we have to include well, I, I just, the ethnic backgrounds here. <laughs> I only add that disclaimer just to say, um, to add context to the random text that me and my brother got in a group text at nine fifty eight p.m. We haven't talked the entire game, and he sends us, "This is a disaster." <laughs> then retweet. Brown is killing us. <laughs> <laughs> then so brown's killing us is at 9:58. One minute later oh my god <laughs> that's the tweet or sorry that's the text then why is it so my dad doesn't know any of these clipper players playing the nobody clippers, does because they play the damn string right right Ugh. so my dad refers to them by their numbers why isn't zero trying to score being man <laughs> <laughs> and then, so that's at, at 10 02. Then, uh, four minutes later, me and neither me and my brother have responded to that one. He should, he has since shit. <laughs> so I say, of course. And then at 10 10, he, he says, I'm speechless. And then to end it, to end uh, our, our three conversation, our group text, he says, Cunningham, Mobley, or Suggs was likely. Now it's unlikely. Might have just set the franchise back another two to three years. <laughs> I've never seen Thunder fans so pissed off at a win before. Yes. Yes. Can I just say I don't know I don't know why, but I don't feel anything. Maybe Justin that's been more about for the past ten years, man. It's yeah. called depression. Join the train. Honestly, the games Justin had to cover probably have aged him considerably. <laughs> so, so like I think he's I think it's fair because most of the games Justin has experienced have been just like god awful events. And true. so Justin like, did have you the Indiana probably game. You are numb to this by now. Like you don't care. You just got the season's over. I'm here. I haven't. I today was the first game I watched from the tip to the end. Like I, I was like, I watch it in passing periods now. I can't watch all this garbage. <laughs> so here's uh here's Justin right now. Yes, facts. <laughs> and that's just like I don't know. James it, Harden with the smoothie. You know, Jacob said at the top, seven percent. <laughs> Was, is that right? They lost yes. 7%. In, 7% in at a top odds. four pick, 3% at the number one overall pick. <laughs> that's, that's not insignificant. Don't get me wrong. But it's also just 7%. Like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not as bent out of shape as a lot of Thunder Twitter is, and maybe that's just because I'm dead inside. But I think that... Nah, I don't know. You're okay. With, with the flattened lottery odds, it doesn't bother me as much. Would you rather be in the top three versus not in the top three? absolutely but the margins are smaller and um i think it was was it kevin o'connor that tweeted yeah, so that was, out after yeah. the game that since they did the flattened lottery odds the 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 seeding of the teams that got the top two picks was like seven eight three and one 
<laughs> small sample size, only two, only two lotteries, but still not like, I think it puts it in perspective a little bit of like, just yeah. cause well, you're at three doesn't mean you're getting picked three or two. Right. Well, just like New Orleans think, last year had the right? ninth best odds and they Which got number is- one. Also, I think why there's so many people like, see, you, you can yeah. be competitive and, and lane the number one pick still. And that's because the thing it's recency is, bias. You want to control what you can control, right? right. And that's what Sam yeah. Presti's done. He's going to tilt the odds in his favor. He's not going to say like, yeah, we're good with being like, I don't know, seventh. We'll, we'll ride with that and see how it goes. No, you want to get as high as you can. But if we're looking on like a game by game basis, it's I'm not as uh, I'm not as upset. I think I'm just upset because I was so invested in the tank and now I feel let down. Well, it's like losing a playoff game. That's exactly what I was going to say. This is a yearly tradition then, Jacob. Ending the season is a disappointment. You guys are too upset about this. I've been saying it for a long time. Too upset about this. So the the 7%, like you said, it's not a big deal, but it's not insignificant. Like, I don't know. Like if you said I have a... I have a 7% chance of getting shot at work tomorrow. I'm probably not oh going my to work. Gosh. Right? Okay, buddy. <laughs> but what if right I said, what if, <laughs> you got finals to administer, Jacob? What if I said now. you had a 45% chance of getting shot? Or you can go work over here and have a 52% chance of getting shot. Well, yeah, I'm I'm taking, I don't, I don't, I don't like where this podcast is going. <laughs> it's getting dark. <laughs> I would, I just would like to say in my brain several times throughout the, the last game, I thought it, we did this all for this to win, to win on the last game. We, yeah. we, we did, right? I wonder if part of it was just like Poku having a really good game. Uh, Moses Brown having a killer game. Josh Hall having a killer game, but also there were some part, positives. Part, partially motivated by also maybe Scott Van Pelt and Presti being like, ah, crap. Now I have to go try on the yeah. game against, of, of course, I don't know what a week. Of course, I, like I, the, I, the Clippers, yes. the clip, the Clippers were awful too. keep that in oh mind. Gosh. Intentionally. And it, like, just like straight up standing there and not grabbing rebounds on purpose. But to that point, Kamiar, um, you have, yeah, I, I can too. Comrade just put something in our chat. I can hear myself too. Uh, I think it's better now. <laughs> it's a secret, <laughs> it's a secret you. message. You can never yeah, that's know right. what the it secret, is. Uncontested messaging secret. during the podcast. Uh, yeah, but to that point, Ta-da. at halftime, instead of playing the starters, instead of playing Ty Jerome, who was healthy and ready to go, Baisley, who was healthy and ready to go, Dagnant threw out um, Poku at point, Josh Hall as shooting guard, I guess, would mm. be shooting guard. Jalen yeah. Ford at small forward. Uh, oh, Charlie Brown Jr., I guess just interchangeable forwards. Yeah. And then <laughs> Moses at the center, who just destroyed the non-existent Clippers tonight. He destroyed um, the rim several times. He yes. did. And, you know, that happens when he doesn't have anybody in front of him, too. You know? That's true. Anyways. <laughs> right, well, um, well, I wouldn't want to stand in front of Moses. He'd either dunk on me or part the sea. Fair, fair. And he was parting the scene today. <laughs> instead no of defenders. instead of going through more of this game, because I don't really think there's there's much to dissect here. Um, I have some end of season instant reactions that I want to ask you guys. Uh, so I'm going to fire off uh, a, a question or a phrase, and I want you guys to give me your instant reactions uh, based off of the Thunder season. First one. Who was the Thunder's MVP of the season? Poku. <laughs> Shay. Shay, and it's not even close. Jacob, I read off the tweet that you tweeted from the Uncontested, um, like towards the beginning of the game about his season averages. I mean, it's just really incredible. Yeah. 
are we so are we supposed to be picking from Shea despite the fact that he played not even a little over half a season, right? 19 and 26. Uh so like or is that just like are we just cutting the entire season short then? Like what are we doing here? Well, I, th- I don't know. I think it, Taylor's argument can be made that even if you count the whole season, that's my the MVP yep. because yep. his his presence was uh, a guiding that noticeable. Factor. Yeah, well, but like he was the one who took the biggest leap regardless if Russ was, and had the biggest if, impact. If Russ was triple doubling all year and, and like got the whiz to like freaking 40 and 0, but then they lost 32 straight games, they wouldn't be like because and he gotten hurt, they would be like, oh, he let's give Russ MVP at the end of the season. They would be like, you need a whole season's body of work. So that's why I'm gonna go Poku. <laughs> oh like wow it. okay i like it look because look where he was right here on the side of the screen if so you guys see me on youtube mip most and look where he's at yeah no hey. that's what that's the that's the award for fat kids come on <laughs> <laughs> give it to the real guy yeah poku's growth this season was uh pretty significant and i'm excited to see what his growth from now to october looks like because i think the off season is um incredibly Huge. pivotal for him okay Huge. next one the best play or game of the season? Thunder Pacers, obviously. Um, the one that I covered where the Thunder were down by 60 points. Um, <laughs> if your goal is to lose games, it doesn't get much better than that. Dort three-point corner win. Bang. Against the Spurs, that's a good one. That's the real answer of like the actual funnest moment of the season. That That was hard to beat. I agree with that. But the was worst that our fun. was that our Dort uh Dortal Combat shirt? Yes, it maybe? was. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yes, Dort was. Dort forty point night was a fun game. But like reel that reel that all the way back to game one of the season and the Shea game winner yeah. to beat the to beat I, the Hornets. That, I, yeah, I think fun. a lot about also post All Star break. Most everybody was out. Thunder versus Grizzlies and Shea just dominated the game, especially in the fourth quarter, and just completely outdueled John Morant and yep. won the game. And just, it didn't look like the game was too fast. It didn't look like he was just hitting ridiculous shots. He just looked like a guy that was better than everybody else on the basketball court. That might yep. be it for me. I'm also, just excited for about, next season. We have to talk about the Doherty 40. Yeah, I mentioned that one. The Doherty 40 oh, was a huge one. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> a huge one. Yep. Um, next one. Biggest surprise of the season. Kenrich mm-hmm. Williams for me, because remember yeah. preseason, I was I like, like this guy doesn't know how to use his legs. And then <laughs> when he's actually playing, he could play s- several spots on the floor. You could honestly play him. It's probably two, three, more like a three, four guy. But if you needed a ball handler, you could have him there because previously in OKC's basketball team, what you had two, three guys that handled the ball. You had, uh, one of the forwards and then Russ in the backup point guard. And so like now, okay, she's so not only getting guys that are not just athletic, uh, getting guys like Poku that can do, can, they can shoot. Now they're going to Rickers jump shot, but getting several guys that can handle the ball from several different positions instead of just one or two on the court. That's a big deal. Yeah. Kenny's a good one. Justin, who's your big, or what's, it doesn't have to be a person. What is your biggest surprise mm. of the season? Hmm. Uh, I'm going to stick with people and I'm going to go with Isaiah Roby because That's again, coming, one. coming out of those like final preseason pods, 
I felt like Roby was the only lock as far as who was going to get cut from that yep. training camp roster. It was like, that guy's ass. Like, he's gone. Roby's done. And then they didn't cut him. And I was like, oh, okay, we'll see. But then he actually turned out to be, like, pretty solid. And he, he had some good moments for the Thunder this season. He he had some development. And I think the switch that flipped from preseason Roby to regular season Roby was pretty incredible. And I, me and being an idiot, didn't see it coming. Was it the bubble? They did not all for those guys. Or we didn't play him. Though. Bro, he didn't, didn't go to go the to bubble. Oh, really? The bubble. Yeah. <laughs> but like, well, was the bubble it for guys like Ty Jerome yes, and Moku? Like they get, they I went in so. and came back out totally different players. Yeah. Nick yeah. said this a couple different times on some of his post games and like some of the, or some of the podcasts he's been on with us, but even, and, and Jacob, I think, but you guys mentioned it's not just even OKC Thunder players. It's been some of the other guys coming from other teams who performed well in the G League bubble came back with more confidence um, and were able to contribute for their teams. So I, I absolutely think, especially for like Ty Jerome, just getting healthy again was huge. But to your guys' point, Kendrick Williams and Roby, um, that gave them more time with the Thunder because Poku, some of those other people were down in the G League bubble in Orlando. So they did get some more time for, more opportunity for growth. Yeah. Um, Taylor, what's your biggest surprise? Those are both really good ones and both that I have on my list. I think the two other ones that stick out the most to me, one is Ludort's offensive uh, growth and development. Not only from the, the leap that he made from the bubble to you know, over the off season into the season, um, because, you know, we all knew, I think that that three point percentage, he was shooting early on. He was like 43 or whatever it was. It was pretty un- unsustainable, but um, just continuing that throughout the season, I think he ended, ended the season at like 34% from 34. Three. Yeah. I tweeted yeah. it tonight. 5% jump from last year. That's awesome. On and then also like just, game, which is big creating for others. I mean, if, if it, I think we all kind of thought that that game seven, maybe was just kind of an extreme, um, like a more so a moment of opportunity rather than like a regular thing for Dort. And he goes out and drops 42 before the season's over um, without Shea with Shea on the bench and he being the focal point of the OKC offense. So um, his offensive growth while still being able to maintain the defensive effort and intensity, uh, I think was one of the biggest surprises and something I'm, I'm the most excited about after the season. And also coach Dignall. Um, just in general, as a whole, we've talked a lot about him on the podcast throughout the season. Um, those are my two biggest pleasant surprises, I think, of the season. What is Dort's offensive ceiling? And do you think this year when he played several games at point guard will affect or how, how much do you think that will affect next year and his performance in the offense? That's a good question. That's a really good question. To me, I, I see his his role as an offensive player in the NBA being mainly a spot-up catch-and-shoot three guy or a relocate-and-shoot three guy. I don't see him doing a ton of ball handling. I think Dagnall runs a more democratic system of basketball where he wants a lot of guys handling the ball and dribbling and, and driving and kicking. Um, so that may result in him handling the ball more, but I see him mainly as a, as a catch-and-shoot, relocate-and-shoot kind of guy. I'm just happy that he can pump fake when he will actually have the confidence exactly. to take the shot. But also, uh, if he gets a guy just like going way too fast, of course, when you come to the corner too fast, just blow right by him. I'm, he's not hesitant at all to put the ball on the floor on the deck and go and attack the rim either. And I like that. his strength when yeah. he gets to the rim. He just needs to be able to finish and have a little bit of a lighter touch when he gets to the rim 
but I'm 100% with you. Connor. I just wonder if this year will affect him going on for the next three years, as far as like being able to see the entire offense. Cause they played right. point guard so often, just like last season, we talked about how it, it would pay dividends for guys like Shea and Lou and even Baisley. Although that's another, maybe a disappointment. Um, playing alongside somebody like Chris Paul. I think we saw that the impact that had going into the playoffs mm-hmm. last year kind of transitioned to this year where they are the guys. Definitely. Last one. The most impactful thing for the future that came out of this season, Justin. Poku. I know Kami already said Poku, um, but I think That's that a good one. seeing seeing what, what he did through the course of the season, like Kami already mentioned, that growth, and knowing his age and knowing that he's likely going to fill out that frame a little bit, he's going to continue to adjust to game speed. He's going to get a summer within the Thunder organization to continue to develop heading into next season. I'm super excited to see what Poku does. And given given what the Thunder have uh, in the arsenal at the moment, I'm very excited about Poku's future. I like it. Call me our, yours for most impactful thing for the future that came out of this season. I like that Justin said Poku, but I'm going to go with Teo. Um, like that one too. Still very young. What is he? Still 19 or 20? Mm-hmm. I believe he's 19 still. I think yep. he's good. I think he turns 20 soon. Um, not only does he already have a competitive pedigree when it comes to basketball because he played over in the Euro leagues. Um, winning titles with actually good teams and con- contributing off the bench, of course, but substantially contributing as a point guard off the bench and winning those titles. Um, I'm he's of course can shoot the ball from three, uh, from spot up apparently. And he's of course now the rookie leader in OKC three pointers made. So I'm really curious to see what he can do, um, in the off season as far as getting more muscular and getting more comfortable with driving the basketball uh, more aggressively as we saw him do down the stretch of this year. I wonder what that looks like when he probably adds 10 pounds to his frame and uh, is a little bit taking more of his shots. I like it. Taylor, what do you got? I like both of those. Um, and I think we all agree probably on that poker one, like Kamiar mentioned uh, that he agreed with Justin, but, and this sounds like cheating, but I really don't think it is because I think the biggest, most impactful thing, um, coming from this season is to be determined because we won't find that out until June 22nd on lottery night. Oh, interesting. I'm surprised none of you guys went with Shea cause that's mine and it's not close. We came into this season wondering, I mean, how many times on this podcast did we say Shea's probably a Robin? He's going to need a Batman. He's going to need uh, the supporting cast. I don't think the thunder front office and coaching staff really knew what Shea was going to develop into. I think they had hopes. We didn't really know, obviously. He's not done yet, right? And he's not done yet, but this mm-hmm. season, like people want to say he took a step forward. I think he took a leap forward. Like the efficiency was insane. Uh, it, it's been going around on social media a little bit and, and some other podcasts and whatnot. 70% of his threes were unassisted, and he shot 42% Unreal. from three, and 70% of those are unassisted. That you're, you're, you're in the Damian Lillard, James Harden, Kevin Durant echelon. The step that. back game was pretty nasty this year. We ain't going to lie yes. about it. <laughs> yeah, and it was dirty. Led the league pretty significantly in drives per game. Yeah, the got, driving got, got into the paint yeah. at will, collapsed defense, and it makes you wonder when he gets better players around him. What does that look like? I mean, and she, he drives uh, to the basket, and he's got shooters 
in all the corners, what happens? If so they collapse, say, you kick. If they the, don't collapse, oh, he's got so many ways to finish at the rim. It becomes a massive problem. Silver in the chat says he wasn't an all-star. Maybe my way too early bet for next season is Shea is a shoe in for the all-star game next year. And he already has a Levi's commercial. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I think the biggest the part campaign. of getting, getting into the all-star game is you have to be part of the narrative early, right? Shea forced himself into the narrative this year. Yeah, as soon like as Kevin next year starts, he's in the narrative. They're talking about him. Kevin O'Connor talked about, um, and, and many other national media people saying that they felt that Shea deserved to be in it, but because of the, the team that he was on this year, he didn't get in. Uh, which is my other point that I was going to mention. You mentioned you know surrounding him with shooters and, and and more talent around him. I think that's all the reason why it is so important to land this draft pick and to get one of those top five picks. Because if you do that, and I don't want to say quote unquote, you know the tanks quote unquote over at that point. But say Pressy does decide to hold on to Mascala um, heading into next season, and you have like a Mascala, and you have all these other players like Poku and Teo and others taking leaps, Lou Dort taking leaps, like we we've mentioned just here a little bit ago. I mean, that's a really fun, dangerous young team, um, and it just helps expand Shea's game even more. And at Definitely. worst, and at worst, you have one pick in the top ten and another pick that's top twenty, like. True. I'm not freaking out about it. You like True. last year we would have been excited about, you know, top 20 pick that was actually ours, right? You didn't have to trade for whatever it is. And now you're going to get a pick in definitely in the top nine or 10, right? Because the can't lowest drop you can, more than nine. Okay. So you, you can, and you're going to, your odds are you're probably going to finish in the top seven. And so most likely, if the worst you can get is pick seven and pick 20, I'm okay with what. That is probably going to give OKC with trusting pressing the front office along with you're bringing Shea back, you're bringing Dort back, you're bringing Poke who has a lot more experience back, and you're bringing whoever else back. Hopefully not Baisley. You can get Kaminga and just dump him somewhere, but I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what you're bringing in center. Um, do you think they? Do you think Bradley is starting next year at center? That's a good question. It's going to be really fascinating to see what they do at the center position. I personally don't believe Moses will be back, so. Yep. It's going to be interesting. All right. Well, guys, back at the beginning of the season, we sat down by we, I mean, oh Taylor, boy. Justin, and I. Uh, I wish Call Me I was a part of this one, but he missed this episode. We <laughs> he did sat it last down. Year. <laughs> yeah. We sat down and we made some bets. Oh, this and is fun. I get to react to your shitty bets. <laughs> we are bringing a full circle tonight. Some of these bets have not come to fruition yet. Uh, some of them have already been paid, but let's take a visit at what we bet and who uh, needs to pay up. Mm. So I'm going to go in order of how we read off these bets on that episode uh, back in December. The first one, we let Justin fire off the first bet of the night, and his first one was a Thunder-themed <laughs> one. You ready, Justin? No. <laughs> I don't Justin, remember what I said. Justin said that Darius Baisley would have a 40-point game. Oh, boy. So close. That did not come to <laughs> so fruition. close. Yikes. Taylor, Dort. I was close Dort. on this one. Taylor took you up on that bet. Mm -hmm. uh, Justin, you have lost. So you owe Taylor a 40-nugget tray from Chick-fil-A. Oh, gross. 40 piece. <laughs> oh, 40. Like okay. Yeah. Or no, I, I thought we did that. I thought that one was the 40 Burger King my, nugget thing. Yeah. I take I my nugget tray back. You don't get a nugget tray anymore. 
Um, the next bet. So, so Justin, you have to find a, a, a day time to uh, yeah. to get Taylor nuggets his forty Taylor. count nuggets, nuggets. and then oh, Taylor, man. we have to we have to put it on the on the all of the uncontested social accounts. There. The next one, we let Taylor place a bet. Taylor said Taylor oh, will be starting next to Shea at the end of the season. Oh, but mm, I you thought one. So I, we need to ask: Did Taylor win this bet? Too bad Shea wasn't starting, buddy. <laughs> That's so tough. I halfway won. And if Shea was starting mm. and Shea and Dort started, would they have put Tao in the starting lineup with them? Yes. No, so I think Taylor, no. I think Taylor loses. He Taylor loses, loses the bet. He loses the bet. I'm, I'm, I'm impartial. I'm impartial here. <laughs> Thank you. He, Thank lo- you he loses, though. He loses. <laughs> okay. <bet>. Taylor <laughs> loses the bet. You guys in the chat hit us if you think Taylor should lose the bet or yeah. not. Of course next, they do. They want to see me. Next they year, want to see what happens. Don't, don't be makes so it fun. <laughs> don't so, be so thank you, Silver. Yes. Thank you. Hill was gone. Taylor loses the bet. So I took Taylor up on this one, and we did a French-themed bet. So Taylor <laughs> owes me a croissant. <laughs> that uh, works. I can do so that. I so thought somebody had to sing ball. the French national. Oh, oh, that one's coming off, buddy. We're getting there. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> that's fun. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I missed I this next one. The I'm next one was, was my bet. And I said that the Philadelphia 76ers would be a top two seed in the East by the end of Drilled the season. It. And Justin called bullshit. Oh, and told me that there was no way what Billy was going to end with a top two seed. What an idiot. Justin, you have lost. You owe me a Philly cheesesteak. <laughs> can I ask for something better? <laughs> That's Philly themed. What else we do you want? to make him think. Uh, yeah, good, good, point. For good Philly cheesesteak for Philly. I just want to get... point out that I thought the Sixers were going to be number one in the East before all this. Hey, so. I, I had the Sixers Fair. playing in the finals last year, and then I doubled down this year, and I am damn happy I did. Well, last year, that Fair. was stupid. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get you one of the like crappy like frozen fillies from like the Walmart frozen food section. Yeah. Oh, dude, screw you! And ship it to you. <laughs> you you specifically you said that you better... there was a really good Philly place down in Dallas. So I'm gonna come yeah. visit you. In come Dallas. on down. We'll go you to Fred. That's good. We'll go to Fred's downtown Philly, and it'll blow oh, your yeah, mind. Yeah, we can all make a trip out of it. We live near a highway. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> do it. <laughs> we live near. Highway. I literally 95 Americans. <laughs> Next one was a Justin bet. God, <laughs> why are you betting so much, bro? You ain't got says, I think Justin has a gambling number. problem. You got no legs to stand on here. <laughs> we all took the same number of bets. Justin <laughs> said Teo Maladone would shoot 40% from three for here the it season. Is. He did not get there. Uh, he was shot close. for the season. He shot 33.5%. He was which close was higher. Until the tank kicked in. Exactly. Yeah. He was Dude, like, but can we with... give it to him? Because <laughs> Teo literally break. has made he broke the the Thunder rookie, rookie record. record. Yeah. That that's fair. <laughs> See, I should have yeah, won. That makes it a a solid, understandable bet. That's like that not getting lost. all the votes in election, but in an election, but still Stop saying the you count. Okay. <laughs> but he won the award for most yeah. three points. I was on to something. Justin just has something. lost this bet, and Dang. because he lost Ruthless. this bet with Taylor. Justin has to film himself singing the French national anthem. Oh, okay. Sorry, Justin. 
I know that. It's like, never mind, know, take it back. I know that anthem. That's not yeah. a fun. Oh, I mean, like, it's metal, right? It's awesome. Yeah. It talks about something about the the blood of the children of your enemies or something. It's, yeah. yeah. Are you going to sing it in English or are you going to learn the French version? This is important. <laughs> mm, I feel like it has French. to be French. French, French. Yeah. Oh, you're disrespecting so Amazing. That <laughs> will definitely. Don't disrespect so, their flag. Yeah. So Taylor's 40 count nuggets will be on all the uncontested social media channels. Um, I will post a picture of my croissant that Taylor is buying me. We'll all post a picture when we're down in Dallas getting Philly cheesesteaks with Justin. We'll definitely have videos. We might have to do restream live of Justin singing the French national anthem, I think. That's fun. I don't like that. Everybody's going to be confused and think it's mildly racist, though. (laughs) Whoa. The next bet. Because it can't understand the words. The next bet is Taylor's, and I believe oh he has lost this one. Um, he said that four plus OKC players would score thirty or more. I was. Close. I think Willie had two. Was that right, Shay? Yes. And, and then York? we did. A, we did agree to amend it because I. <laughs> this is even worse, so it doesn't really matter. I thought Frank Jackson could potentially be one of those guys because yes. he's pretty plus <laughs> in the bubble. <laughs> so then you guys agreed to amend it to only three since he got cut um, and it didn't matter. So I lose regardless. <laughs> All right. So once again, our man with the problem, Justin took this bet up. Yes. He won one. I won one. <laughs> you know, that gif of, uh, of Michael Jordan where he's like, stop, get help. I feel like that's us to Justin right now. <laughs> okay. So Taylor owes Justin an OKC earned edition Hat or shirt? Come on, come on now. Let's go. Now that's which one are you choosing, Justin? Are you getting a hat or are you getting like a jersey? Um, it probably depends on what's in stock. I think that stuff was pretty limited edition. I mean, if I have to settle for a jersey, we'll just do that instead. Yeah, that's right. We'll see. There you go. Hey, I have this great site from China. Uh. (laughs) Yes. All right. The next one was my bet. I said that Shea would have a 35, 10, and 10 game. That never happened. I got close, Close. Mm -hmm. but that never happened. You'll never guess who took this bet. (laughs) Are you kidding me? I don't know how Justin still has like a anyone else do any bets? (laughs) And Justin bet his mortgage. Justin bet me on this one. I've got a Uh, 1-800 number for you. So I owe Justin a round of top golf. Yes. Oh, oh Top Golf was wonderful. I'm so, on the come up. So Justin will have to come up to OKC this summer so we can no. all go play Top Golf. No, you got to drive down. Dallas. You got to drive down. Come to Dallas. We'll we got to visit Top Bucky's golf. too. And, and then we'll, we'll eat get, our cheesesteaks. Then we'll get there. Phillies. Okay. And I'll wear my earned jersey. There we go. Yeah, there we go. And you'll sing the national anthem. <laughs> yes. From all at the golf. same time. That's what we're going to do this summer. <laughs> Perfect. I like that. That's fun. The next one was a bet that Justin initiated. He said... And and this one's already been paid, just for the record. He said James Harden will not be traded this season. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> he lost that bet real quick. Yeah. And he had to get a Harden Twitter avatar for a week. Yep. Uh, which yep. one did that we go good. with? Was it Fat Harden? It was Fat it was, Harden. It was Fat I Harden. I campaigned very bigly for Fat Harden. <laughs> we should have went with the one where Giannis hit Harden in the face with the basketball. <laughs> but Okay, Taylor and I have a bet. Uh, Taylor initiated it. I amended it a little bit. That has not come to fruition yet. Um, True. So, so we're still going to ride this one out. Uh, Taylor's bet was that Russ will make all NBA. 
uh, if I lose, if, if Russ does become all NBA, it's going to be close. Then I have to wear a Russ outfit. Oh yeah. Full on outfit. My side of the bet was Brad Beal would make all NBA. Also close. And if, if Brad Beal makes all NBA, then Taylor has to make a donation to a charity. I like it. So that one is still out in the air. Mm. That's close. And then the last one and hands down the most important bet we made <laughs> initiated by me, accepted by Taylor. I said the Thunder will get a top two pick in the draft. Yep. We will not know this until June 22nd. Taylor took me up on that bet. And if Taylor loses, sorry, if Taylor loses, that means the Thunder got pick one or two in the draft, which is awesome. Exactly. Uh, and, and I have to pay I like for this. this one. But if, if the Thunder do not get a top two pick, then Taylor has to buy Bobo's for the entire podcast. Yes. Mm, and that's so the one if that the Thunder, comes up you know, I'd be so happy if they do get it, though. I probably would still buy Bobo's for the entire yeah. podcast. So <laughs> if the Thunder get pick number one or two, I am buying Bobo's. Sorry, Taylor's buying Bobo's for everyone. If I get, if I lose, which means the Thunder fall fall out of pick one or two, they pick three through nine. Um, then I have to buy Bobo's for everyone. Yes, so another, I, I'm a winner. That's yes. what I was going to say. Yet another winning bet for me. <laughs> that means, Justin, you got to drive up to OKC so you can get your Bobos. I like it. We'll do a Dallas trip and OKC trip. Or, there and, we and go. Justin can do an OKC trip. Silver, does. he did say um, in the chat, Silver, um, I have one as well. And me and him do have one that I think still stands for next season, but he'll have, he'll have to confirm. Um, I told Silver that he had been chatting. It was one of my postgame pods in the locker room. And I told him, with all these questions that he should be coming on, he should come on the podcast and speak. And he told me if Poku scores 30 plus in a game, he would come on and speak. And we got really close tonight. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Um, Well, gentlemen, for the last time this year, it's time for us to go to the tank meter. That the number one pick in the NBA draft goes to. All right, an update on the tank, gentlemen. It is over. It's finally done. We have reached the end. And as we've mentioned multiple times on this show already, the Thunder are now tied for the fourth best odds in the lottery. It gives them a 45.1% chance at a top four pick and 11.5% chance at the number one overall pick. The Thunder will end this year getting two first-round picks, uh, the best two uh, of these following three, the Thunder pick, the Houston pick, the Miami pick. Houston keeps their own if it falls one through four. There's a 52% chance that it does not fall one through four, and it slides all the way to five. That's that's the best hope for the Thunder. Also, the Miami Heat pick is officially locked in at pick number 18. So if the Thunder do Mm. not get the Houston Rockets pick, they will get their own pick and pick number 18 from the Miami heat. So out of the entire season, Justin, how do you rate the tank? Making me go first, huh? Do you have your story? Oh yeah. Okay. Then you don't go first. You go last. Okay. Tell me off. (laughs) Out of the entire season, how do you rate the tank? And this is still on a one to 10 scale. Yeah. Like, like, 
if it, the tank is full, they fully tanked all year. If it's okay. empty, they didn't tank at all. Okay. Uh, it's about, you know, it's basically nine tenths full, right? I mean, you don't get the best, absolute best few three odds. You fall just short of that because you won your last game of the season. Um, but we weren't expecting this good of playoff odds to be this good of seeding odds to begin with. I know (laughs) we weren't. Yes. Sorry. We weren't expecting this good of of lottery ball odds in the beginning of the season when they were 19 and 26. So I feel okay with it at nine tenths. I digress. Taylor. I think that's pretty fair. Um, I'm going to go ahead though and say that it's, it's all the way full. Uh, we went full on tank considering um, everybody's seen the stuff that ESPN stats and info tweeted out. Wish young tweeted out here a couple weeks ago. I brought it up on the podcast. I don't have it memorized, even though I probably should, uh, but basically the thunder during that stretch had the largest margin of victory or <laughs> victory largest, largest margin of a uh, defeat in NBA history. And um, so, I mean, when you're doing that, you're sitting guys like we talked about. You're getting national attention from Scott Van Pelt, ESPN. I think you have to say that the tank was full speed ahead, um, even if we didn't get like the Houston Rocket number one odds like we were hoping to get. All right, Justin. All right. I, f- I feel a lot of pressure for this one. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's going to live up to the entertainment value, but <laughs> I was doing some research um, during tonight's game. And I came across something that felt too fitting while I watched Oklahoma City and the Clippers really just kind of uh, battle battle tank action tonight in Oklahoma City. And I came across this event that's held annually by the Russian government that is called the International Army Games. And it's essentially a giant like propaganda machine for Russia to flex on everybody and talk about how great they are. But aside from that, it's a number of military style Olympic game type events where they're competing, but it's like military stuff. And the one that stands out um, above them all is the tank biathlon. Um, This is exactly what it sounds like. You know, the biathlon in the Olympics where it's like a race, but they also shoot stuff. It's that, but with tanks. That's incredible. And the course includes high speed section, slalom poles uh going over an anti-tank trench which oklahoma city had to go through some anti-tank trenches this season sure um amongst other things and it's it's an event that's held every year and shocker russia wins every year um (laughs) but (laughs) that's beside the point but tonight watching oklahoma city and uh the clippers here i'm gonna share a clip if i can gotcha um Oh my so gosh. <laughs> this is this is what it reminded me of. Um, we're going to post the link to this video so everyone can enjoy it. But it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. And there's like screaming Russian commentary on top of it <laughs> that you probably can't hear. I bet Michael Cage would be a great commentator but, on this. But like, look at this thing going through the slaloms. This oh is incredible. Oh my gosh. My favorite part is the trench. I got to fast forward to the trench. That look definitely looks Just like look the tanks this. in this year. How long is this video? Oh, there's Jeez. there is literally hundreds of videos I've watched. This is probably incredible. <laughs> That's awesome, they stop, man. They stop at a certain point and they shoot stuff. And yeah, look <laughs> okay, at that. There you go. Nailed so gonna, it. That's gonna incredible. Watch the entire video. <laughs> That's SGA right there. Now hang on. There is <laughs> a forty-two percent. 
one of the specific events as part of this tank is a actual race. So that one was like, it's like, a, it's kind of like a time trial thing. <laughs> it's an where, obstacle course. Where it's like, it's, yeah, it's a tank obstacle course. Where, where it is, uh, you know, based off the best overall time. Then you get this where four tanks go side by side. And this is what today reminded me of. This is like you a drag the, the battle for the tank. The Clippers and the Thunder both trying to lose at the same time. You had Denver probably trying to lose. <laughs> Cleveland trying to lose. Everyone's trying to race for Cade Cunningham. This is the race for Cade Cunningham in Russian propaganda form. It's so good. <laughs> this is freaking awesome. This is amazing. Look at that one. It almost goes airborne. <laughs> I was going to say, it just flew hey, in We've been saving up pod money. I know what we're cashing in on. <laughs> we're going to get a tank. We're all, no, we're all going blue. to Russia to watch this. <laughs> yes. Live pods from Russia, baby. Yes. It's amazing. Uh, uh, this video is over an hour long. Oh, my I God. Can't vouch, I can't vouch for the other 50 minutes, but the beginning's good. <laughs> I love it. That's amazing. So there, there you go. That is, uh, that was the end to the Oklahoma City Thunder season. Unfortunately, uh, much like any country not named Russia, they did not come out on top. However, I think, uh, I think they're still in a good, good place as far as the tank goes. Very good. Well, Justin, I can personally say that I have loved your <laughs> tank meter stories over the the past month Thank and you. a half. Um, and this one the, did not disappoint. Yes, it, it's made the tank. Um, more bearable, although my favorite, hands down, uh, is the one about being so full after you ate a bunch of stuff at your bachelor party and almost pooped your pants. So, <laughs> not to be forgotten. Thank you so much, Taylor. They tell us all the time, don't read the comments, but take us on a trip through the comments well, on our the contested live feed. They are different. Um, <laughs> so silver, we were talking about Scott Van Pelt. <laughs> he said, stupid Van Scott. That was kind of funny. Um, Marcus Kruger is right there with us in our depression tonight. He says, uh, well, it's a dose Equis and oops, all berries, Captain Crunch kind of night. Sad day. That sounds like a delightful <laughs> combo. If I'm being honest. Yeah. Fair. Um, I I'm hoping he pours the dose Equis in instead of the milk. Gross. <laughs> <You're an animal. laughs> Xander Laflame uh, simply disagrees with the exis existence of Moses Brown. <laughs> um, let's see. We actually have some questions in here, and I just have to find them. Um, Silver says that Justin should have covered this game, and we would have lost, and everybody mm, would be fine. Okay, so here's a question. True statement. <laughs> the Wash, our guy, The Wash. Does OKC give more money to Moses than Dort to destroy the franchise? <laughs> I hope not. Uh, uh, again, I don't think Moses is back next year. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. Um, he also wants to know, are the Clippers mad about Shea? I think what he's referring to is um, the trade. They have done that trade. Yeah, if they knew what Shea was going to develop into. It's a great point because they do not have draft picks for the next seven years because of that trade. Right. And then Bran XO, she has a really good question. To your point that you made just a bit ago, Jacob, do you think Moses Brown and Josh Hall are on the Thunder in the next couple of seasons? I say go. No. I was going to say, Jacob already let his thoughts known. I, I don't know. Josh Hall was kind of fun. Let's give Josh Hall another run. I kind of like him on another two-way. Yeah. I think it depends on, and I don't want to take us too deep down a rabbit hole, but like, if the what are the Thunder's objectives next year? Because I think that'll go a long way in answering this question. 
I think it doesn't really matter what their objectives are. I think Shea is going to be too good for them to bottom out at this level again. Yep. Agreed. I agree with that statement. I think next year will be much harder to lose, especially with how much people have progressed and just how good Shea is in general. They might end up with the 10th best odds, right? Yeah. It's not make the yeah. playoffs, but all right. Any more comments we need to know about Taylor? So this one will be a pretty quick answer, but silver asked, why did Baisley not play tonight? Yeah. If you want to tank, I think you play Baisley, right? <laughs> honestly kind of fair. I was a little surprised. Sheesh. Sheesh. Uh, poor Baze. Poor Baze. <laughs> poor Baze. Uh, oh, so speaking of Baisley, is Baisley a part of the future? It comes from the chat. What do you guys think? Where does he fit the future? Uh, not long-term to me. Not long-term as far as the bigger plan, as far as him being starting. Maybe he's a maybe he's a bench piece down the road that they try to get rid of, but he's not going to be a dude in the, in the future. Yeah. I feel like I feel like that OKC is going to shy away from going after, after Suggs or Green, and maybe they won't have to worry about it now with the lessened lottery odds but you know like one through nine they can get anything i think they're gonna go more wing more three or four and if you're gonna play poku not at the four i mean somebody's gotta go if they're looking at a four or five like mobley or kaminga or scotty barnes always do they're a six eight nine gonna be tough fair yeah. I'm and the you. last one we have here is uh, marcus kruger looking at the 22 draft 2022 draft there are a lot of modern nba fours and fives 12 in the top 20. I think he's probably referring to the ESPN top 100. Does the 2022 draft factor into the Thunder strategy if they are two and four, or if they are at two through four and Mobley's there this year yeah. with a green or Suggs being available? Um, That's a great question. I really don't know. Um, what I do know is that this year and next year, and I, I plan on looking up some stats on this, but Presti is incredibly aggressive on draft night. So I think both the 2021 and the 2022 draft, Presti is going to be gunning, uh, being aggressive, trying to make trades to trade up and get guys that he wants. Um, and, you know, we will see. But I, I think the 2022 draft is just as important. The Thunder have three drafts, three picks coming up in that draft as well. I agree with that. But I also think if the right person, um, somebody that Presti really values, which obviously there are some of those players in this draft that he does, or we wouldn't have seen him uh, take the extreme measures that he did post all-star break to try and better their odds. Like we've been talking about the majority of this podcast. Um, so if that player is there, he's not going. To We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. 
That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. To be thinking about 2022 draft. And for example, if you have Suggs and Mobley on the board, and let's say that he has Mobley at the top of his 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 uh, prospect list, he's not going to take Suggs just because he sees a center or a couple centers in the next draft that he really likes. He's going to take the best available. And yeah, um, that, that's, that's totally how you fair. succeed in draft. Totally fair. All right, you guys ready to wrap this bad boy up? We have a little bit of around the association, and then we will get uh, get out of here. Sweet. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to open your free account and start winning Instant Karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. I don't even know where you're sitting at. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. The regular season is over. It's playoff time. Playoff part time. Of, part of playoff time means we get the quote-unquote play-in games. Uh, I saw somebody refer to them as uh, the wild card games today, which mm. I think that's nice because that's something everybody yes. everybody already kind of like identifies and, and understands. Day to four. It was day to four, and I agree there with that go. entirely. I like it a lot. Okay, so I'm going to give you guys one of the play-in games. You tell me who wins. It's that simple. You ready? Yep. Ready. ready. First one. Let's do East seven versus eight. Winner gets the seven seed. We got Boston versus Washington. 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 Yeah. Ooh. Okay. I'm gonna Boston's put these. I'm gonna. Mess. I'm gonna write these down as we go. Uh, Jalen Brown's have, out. You guys have Washington over Boston. Sweet. Let's jump to the seven versus eight in the West. Must watch television. The Golden State Warriors versus wait. the Los Angeles Lakers. Lake show. I want to say the Warriors so bad just because Why? everybody's going to pick the Lakers. Because everybody's going to pick the Lakers. And I hey, be all different. it takes is Steph going off for one game. And you know I, they're not going to play him 30 minutes. They're playing him 40 minute, 40 plus in that game. The yeah, Lakers I still don't fans, think it's going to matter. Yeah, no, they won't. The Lakers fans are going to be so confused because they had rooted for this Golden State team for the last six years. Yeah. So it's going to be really confusing for them, especially when there's one goal on the court at all times. Uh, yeah, I'm going Lakers as well. So both, all of you guys are going Lakers over Golden State Warriors. I just don't think they have the depth compared to the Lakers if everybody's let's, healthy. Let's jump back to the East, the 9-10 game. Loser goes home. 
winner plays the loser of the seven, eight. We've got Indiana versus Charlotte. Oh, give me the Hornets. I love the Hornets. Miles Bridges. You have uh, Scary Terry. LaMelo. You have, uh, Graham. Yeah. I mean, all those. Yeah. Guys I like Charlotte. Any given Charlotte's time. fun. Charlotte's fun. Yeah. I still have a uh, LaMelo KC shirt design sitting on my computer somewhere. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> when that rumor was floating. Uh, yeah, That's awesome. But I'm 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 gonna go Hornets as well. Clean sweeps yep. across the board. Indiana uh, really injured as well. So, you okay? Let's go back to the West. We've got the Memphis Grizzlies versus the San Antonio Spurs. John ja Moran, what an ugly game. Yeah, John ja Moran <laughs> will get it done. Pop will Pop will end his career on a very hyper athletic hey. point guard once again. <laughs> I like I like the Grizz as well. Give me the Spurs. This is Ooh. what I'm going different on just because wow. it would be the most Greg Popovich team thing ever where the team's just kind of been meh the whole entire season and they come out against a play in, in a playing game. They're more prepared than the other team. The Grizzlies, Grizzlies have looked flat even with Triple J coming back. Um, I'm going to go with the Spurs here. I think the Spurs right. will do it and then just get absolutely stomped <laughs> in the All second right. playing game. So to end the playing games, we have the loser of game one playing the winner of game two. So for the East, that's Boston versus Indiana. Where are you guys going with Boston? Probably. Yeah, that's a tough one because you, I could see like Sabonis and like Karis LeVert going off and getting them uh, over that, you know, getting them that win. But um, I just can't bet against Jason Tatum mainly, mainly because I really like Jason Tatum. So. Do I have to answer? Yes. <laughs> Man. It's a tough one. Uh, give, me Boston. give me Boston. How'd you, do something. how'd you like to be a Celtics fan and get to watch mm-hmm. your team lose to the tanking Thunder and Cavs? Yeah, no crap, Unbelievable. right? Unbelievable. Awesome. And then Jalen Brown goes out with a season-ending injury. Just ugh. Okay. And then in the West, I think we're all going to be in agreement pretty quickly. Memphis, or for Taylor's sake, the Spurs <laughs> versus Golden State. State. Golden State. State. That's gonna be fun. Though. It would like, be, be fun. Actually, you know what? I could see Memphis beating Golden State with JJJ Ooh. back. I I think it, if that is how the play in plays out, it's gonna be a blast in the yeah, one hundred. I'll go, I'll go Memphis. Much like, despite and, despite yeah. what we saw today, yep. right? And it got really close to the end. I still stay to Memphis. It'll That's fair. Fun. If Dylan like Brooks it. didn't foul out, that game's interesting or even yeah. more interesting. Yeah. So um, one thing I didn't mention though, that I just realized with the, with, with, we all were all aboard the wizards because we're all rooting for Russ, obviously. Um, and also we all like Bradley Bill, but Bradley Bill did not look healthy tonight. And that really, really scares me. That's true. That might screw over our uh, Brooklyn Nets um, wizards first round matchup, which would be amazing. So as we have uh, with your guys's picks, it would be Washington versus Brooklyn in the first round. Yes. Uh, and then we would get Boston versus Philly in the first round. In the West, we would have the Lakers versus the Suns. Poor Suns, man. Worked your ass off all season to get the Lakers in round one. And then we would get the Warriors, or for Kamiar's sake, the Grizzlies versus Utah. I think both of those matchups would be pretty fun. Yeah, they would be those fun. Would be fun. Yep. It's going to be a great playoffs. I can't wait. And hey, for folks like us, zero stress. Yeah. <laughs> Not worried about it at all. 
but I'll be real worried about June twenty second until mm-hmm. it gets here. Oh, I feel no. fine. Let's I'm gonna be okay. I'm gonna be a fo- okay. <laughs> awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for jumping on late with us on the stream tonight. We really appreciate you. Although it might have been a rough season with all the tanking, we have had a blast covering this team with you. Thank you, guys, old listeners and new, for joining up with us this year. But do not worry, because we are going absolutely nowhere. Actually, we might be working more now that the season is over. Player grades, draft prospect breakdowns, lottery night, the draft, free agency, summer league. It's all on the way, man, and we cannot wait. Just a quick reminder once more, every Sunday night, 9 p.m., right here on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, come hang out with us. Tomorrow, Monday, we will be on the Locker Room app, just hosting a hangout. Come chill, listen in, talk in the chat, hop up on stage and speak with us. We'll have a blast. Wednesday night on Locker Room, we will record an actual podcast. You can jump in and listen live. And then Friday night, we'll do another hangout. We're going to talk a lot of playoff basketball as these games, these playing games are going on throughout the week. So make sure you download the Locker Room app. It's both on Apple and Android. So download that app. Come join us. Have a great beginning of your week. The tank is now over. You don't have to worry about losses anymore. Let's hope some lottery balls fall the right way. Some coin flips land on heads. Unless it's under our tails, and we definitely want tails. And we will talk with you guys soon. As always... Let those lottery balls fall the right way and thunder up. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.